This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. It is the Robin Lundberg Show, coming to you live from the Rocket Mortgage Studio. When Whether you want to buy a home or refinance your current home, Rocket can. Um, look, I, I, I'm going to move back to the NFL in just a second because I'm sure this We'll quickly get off the rails. I'm not here to argue about the vaccine at 855-212-4227. My point was that NBA players and the way they've been framed and the way that uh, the NBA's quote-unquote vaccine problem has been discussed is wildly dramatic to me and borderline irresponsible, and I'm not sure what people are doing. 95% of the league is vaccinated. Um, You know, I'm in no way, you know, saying – I, I'm not in support of the vaccine. I am. <laughs> I have been a public. I've talked about it. Like, But I think people who share my point of view are going nuts about basically nothing. And I'm not also defending the people from the other side of this who have come out of the woodwork to now like, uh, you know, the, the NBA players are their heroes all of a sudden when they were telling them to shut up and dribble before. Uh, that That's just opportunists as far as I'm concerned. I'm only talking about the matter of facts here. And you've got a couple of high-profile guys in the league who aren't vaccinated, and it's a sports story because they're um, facing missing half their games, the home games, if, if they play in San Francisco or, or New York, most notably Kyrie Irving for the Brooklyn Nets. That's a story. It's a massive story, right? But the idea that some of the players who are vaccinated haven't demanded other players get vaccinated, I don't think is a massive story. You've also had plenty of guys who've come out and spoken, you know, very eloquently about why they feel people should get vaccinated. Damian Lillard, Blake Griffin, amongst others. So the the idea that, you know, what Draymond said is just getting blown up or LeBron saying, I got, I decided to get vaccinated and I thought it was the best thing for me and my family, but I'm not going to tell others what to do. Getting blown up as some massive controversy is beyond me when 95% of the league is vaccinated. The NBA does not have a vaccine problem. That that's just not that's false. 855-212-4227. 855-212-4227. Let's go to JT in Alabama. JT, you're up on the Robin Lundberg show. What's going on? What's going on, man? This is this whole situation, this whole thing is uh, rather ridiculous. I mean, I, I mean, whether you should get vaccinated, wear a mask, whatever, man. If it helps everybody, do it. If you don't want to do it, that's on you. But I mean, I mean, I'm talking to you right now, riding on a forklift at work with a mask on. It's probably why my voice sounds funny. But as far as people is like Kyrie, it's like that. I, I so I mean, I like to do, but I swear it's like the dude jumps at every opportunity to be the difficult guy in the room. 
Mm-hmm. And 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 it's, and it's and I agree with you. It's like mostly everybody is vaccinated, but you got these other guys that jump out at the opportunity to be controversial, like they live to be controversial. I mean, like, I mean, we're talking about the same guy that got onto live TV and radio talking about the earth is flat. So it's like, come on, man. And then yeah. as far as these people with these facts, you're getting them from the internet. I mean, I, I'm walking around town. I told a guy, asked me, he's like, have you been vaccinated? Yeah, I got vaccinated. Well, I saw on the internet that you're going to be dead in three years. Well, yeah, well, thank you for that valuable information, bro. <laughs> and it's like, come on, get a grip. You know what I mean? But you know what? In a perfect world, they're talking about, you know, Kyrie doesn't want to, you know, go with the New York law or whatever. You know what? Trade him to the L.A. Trade him to L.A. for for Westbrook. So you'll have, you know, a reunion with Kyrie and LeBron. Then you have a reunion with Westbrook and his other two former teammates. And then they can both meet in the finals. And it'll be the greatest story ever told. Well, uh, you know, well, the guy who talked to you uh, was, went to YouTube University, right? But, uh, you know, I, I, appreciate, <laughs> I appreciate the call. Uh, that trade obviously is is not happening, uh, and Kyrie's not getting traded because Kyrie has no trade value. Clearly, you know the the report that came out. I think it was Nick Wright who said that he had heard Kyrie said uh, he would retire if he was traded. I think that's probably true. That that Kyrie's camp floated that out there, and there's no trade value for Kyrie given that, right? Like you know, if the guys and and you believe him, right? Like it's not like Kyrie could say. I'll retire if I'm traded and you don't believe him. You do believe him. You do believe him. So he has no trade value. I'm with you on Kyrie just being difficult. I mean, and when Kyrie said the other day, it's a personal issue, please respect his privacy. It is a personal choice. Yes, that is a fact. Um, But it's one that has enormous professional implications for him. Because, you know, so his vaccination status is not, you know, a privacy thing or a personal choice. It's a it's a professional issue because he would be facing missing half the games. And like I said before, you know, I, I give credit to Jonathan Isaac for saying, here's why I'm not vaccinated. Here's why I believe this. Here's my thoughts on the situation. All right. That's his stance. He, uh, he defended his stance. I have respect for that rather than just like, oh, please respect my privacy. W- what's going on with you, Kyrie? What's the deal? And. and with Kyrie, like I said before, this is not about the vaccine. It's about a pattern. It's about a pattern of behavior. I want to say behavior like he's a child. It's a pattern of uh, unre- not being reliable, you know, a- a- or or something. There's it just feels like there's always something with Kyrie, and part of that's the media, and he's a lightning rod, and and therefore he gets talked about a lot. But a lot of it is Kyrie. A lot of it's Kyrie. He did not have to, when he made that Instagram post, he did not have to put that pawns line in it. You were just pawns. He did not have to put that in there. I wasn't offended as a member of the media. I don't care if he thinks I'm a pawn. I don't care if he calls me a pawn. I don't care. But he did not have to put that in there. It wouldn't have been a story. I forget the rest of what he said in that post. But it wouldn't have been a story without that pawns line. The earth is flat thing. Whether he believes that or not, I mean, that is not true it's objectively not true the earth is not flat if you believe that you're wrong you can prove that yourself you know why is it dark in china right now but light where i'm sitting uh but you know the fact that he said it you know he's the one that said that even if he was just trolling why were you just trolling you know last year I don't know what's going on in anybody's personal life. I'm not even saying I'm against him taking time away from the team. But no one knew what was going on. At least we didn't know. 
and teammates are sitting there having to answer questions about him. And now again, teammates are sitting there before Kyrie even spoke and he didn't say anything. They're sitting there having to answer questions about him. So you are better than me if you can predict what's next for Kyrie. I have no idea. The guy's unbelievable. He's, he might be the most skilled basketball player who ever lived. Like legitimately the most skilled. Like when you take into account his ability to handle the basketball, his ability to finish around the rim, his ability to shoot the basketball, his, his move set, his footwork, just pure skill, he's a genius. But with that said, you know, sometimes you wonder if it's worth it. And you certainly can't rely on him. And that's why, you know, the James Harden trade was so big for the Nets. Because not only did they add another superstar, they got Kyrie Insurance. Kyrie could disappear off the face of the flat earth and the Nets could still win the championship. Especially with the uh, signing of Patty Mills, which I think is big for them too. Last year when those guys went down, when Kyrie got hurt and Harden was limited, you know, they were relying on Mike James. Patty Mills can get you buckets. But yeah, sometimes it feels like Kyrie's just being difficult or isn't doing it because people are telling him to do it or something. And we have to, we wind up speculating and saying this stuff about it because he won't say for himself. Pete in Pennsylvania. Pete, you're on the Robin Ludberg Show here on CBS Sports Radio. What's up, Pete? Oh, not too much. Uh, I just want to um, talk about uh, what Draymond said, uh, the concept that he was uh, getting at. You know, he's he's completely correct. Uh, some of the analogies he used was a little, some was a little bit out there. But with Kyrie, it's like the only thing I got to say about him is uh, you just got to back up the salt truck with him because it's like I, I just don't like him and he's a jerk. <laughs> but that, you know, that's keeping kind of like the vaccine, you know, on the side burner uh, with uh, the topic you're trying to discuss. So uh, have a good day, sir. No, I, no look, I, uh, I'm not sure <laughs> what compelled you to call, but I appreciate the call. 855-212-4227. If you want to get involved in the conversation, 855-212-4227. Of course, going to get back into football uh, in just a bit. Today, the SEC on CBS features an outstanding top 25 matchup between Ole Miss and number one Alabama. The day begins with the Mercedes-Benz drive to Atlanta at 2.30 Eastern, 11.30 a.m. Pacific followed by the State Farm College football today, leading up to kickoff at 3.30 Eastern, 12.30 Pacific in Tuscaloosa this afternoon. The SEC is on CBS. You know, while I'm talking hoops for just a second, I want to recognize somebody. Um, you know, again, I think it should be, if we're, we're taking things rationally, one more quick thought on it, the, the, the 95% number of you wouldn't know from the way it's being covered that 95% of the NBA is vaccinated. So I just want to put that back out there. But in the WNBA for a second, um, just want to make sure I, I give proper credit here because, you know, a lot of people like to say, hey, the WNBA should be talked about more, but then don't actually talk about it. So I, I will spend uh, a minute or two here uh, addressing something that happened the other night, and that was Diana Taurasi. I don't know if, if everybody saw that game, but – Diana Taurasi, the, the Phoenix Mercury, they beat the Las Vegas Aces in a playoff game. She's 39. She's 39 years old, and she's hurt, too. 
She's playing with a, a bum ankle. She's had a bum ankle for a minute. And she went out there and put on a, a hell of a show. She's always been my favorite player in, in the WNBA. Um, just the, like the flair to her game. You know, she's got that undeniable game. Um, and, and the effectiveness of her game. She's, she's the WNBA's all-time leading scorer by a large, large margin. But she scored 37 points in, in the game despite the bad ankle. And she did so like as uber efficiently as anybody could do anything. Um, only 13 field goal attempts in the game. So 37 points on 13 field goal attempts. That's like three points a shot, right? Uh, the oldest player in league history to record 30 points in any game. Also, the, the most points by any player to shoot over 75% from the field in the playoffs. So, you know, when somebody does something like that, we, we talk about goats a lot. Uh, we talk about what Tom Brady is doing at his age. We, we talk about what Le, LeBron James obviously is doing at his age. So I, I just want to make sure we didn't totally dismiss or, or, or forget about Diana Taurasi, who very easily could be the goat of the WNBA. Um, that she'd be my choice. That's for sure. And that was a hell of a performance the other night and not the kind of thing, you know, we should just gloss past or, or not notice or, or not pay attention or not give a, a, a tip of the hat to. So a tip of the hat to Diana Taurasi for the, the way she performed the other night and for her career, for her career. Cause she's certainly awesome. 855-212-4227, 855-212-4227, at Robin Lundberg on Twitter. That's R-O-B-I-N-L-U-N-D-B-E-R-G. Uh, lots of um, tight races to close the baseball season as well. Maybe I'll, I'll give uh, MLB a little love and attention right now because <laughs> there's one team in particular in Major League Baseball that gets talked about probably by percentage-wise or proportion way more than others. Um, and therefore, you know, the reactions are going to be more extreme than they, they probably should be. And, of course, that's the New York Yankees. And the way that the New York Yankees have played as of late makes a lot of the talk about the Yankees from most of the season look pretty silly, I would say. Look pretty silly. Now, nothing's guaranteed where the Yankees are now 91 and 69. Uh, I wish I could do math really fast, but that means there's not many more games to play. They got two more games <laughs> um, and they're up two games in the, the, well, they're up one game over the Red Sox in the wild card, but obviously there's two wild card spots. So they're up two games over Seattle. Who's up next and two games over Toronto. So there, there's still something to be settled. But I think the Yankees have kind of already settled a lot of the uh, drama that was around them for much of this year. And uh, I'll get to that coming up um, because the New York Yankees were off discussed, And a, a lot of what was said about them probably looks silly in retrospect. 855-212-4227. 855-212-4227 if you want to get in on anything we've discussed. Obviously, Brady versus Belichick on Sunday night. Um, the way that the, the NBA vaccine situation has been covered. And of course, like I just said, um, MLB wildcard and playoff races as we are in October. It is officially October, October 2nd. 
Would you look at that? It's the Robin Lundberg Show here on CBS Sports Radio. You're listening to the Robin Lundberg Show. It is the Robin Lundberg Show here on CBS Sports Radio. And we're talking. Oh, this was real Slim Shady. That's a Dr. Dre track, too. I get sidetracked anytime the music bed brings to mind something that I was uh, thinking of before, and that was the halftime show. But I had said before the break, uh, I wanted to touch on the Yankees real quick. All the drama, just because, I mean, I live in the New York area, and, and obviously, like, uh, WFAN, uh, a major, the sports talk radio station throughout history, right? And and obviously um, uh, affiliated here, and <laughs> I guarantee you, you go back and listen to hosts and callers, and all of a sudden, you know, all the panic about the Yankees and the failure, and it's epic, and Boone and Cashman need to go, and now... You know, is it out of the realm of possibilities the Yankees win the World Series? And by the way, I was saying this all year to people. People were telling me, oh, they got to go. I was like, let's, let's wait till the season's over. Because baseball is the least emotional sport. What I, what I mean by that is that it's not a sport where, one, you get better by trying harder, right? Like, that's one of the things, that's one of the reasons it's, it was never my favorite sport to play. Uh, <laughs> you know, I always like, my jump shot's not falling. I can D up, right? I can attack the hoop, uh, something like that. But baseball and golf, you know, just effort doesn't necessarily translate into better performance. You know, it's why I got the, the Mets when they did the thumbs down thing, because you, know, you, you think booing players is really making them better? Or is that just your own ego as a fan? And with the Yankees, you know, they were never that far out. <laughs> so I, was, I, I just, it, it boggled my mind how, you know, people sold it as if the, it was this, like, terrible season and the end of days yeah they were one of the world series favorites sure and would you have wanted them to to be in a position where they're winning the division instead sure but the best teams in baseball lose like 40 percent of the time (laughs) at least 35 percent of the time the absolute best teams the dodgers have lost 35 percent of their games the yankees have lost you know a little bit more than that 40% 40% of their games, 40, 44% of their games. Point is, it's not that huge a difference. And they've still won, how many, 79, 89. The Yankees are 22 games over 500. 22 games over 500, and now in the driver's seat to get a wild card spot and could still win the World Series. So when, you know, you follow, I, I know people follow their baseball team day to day, and they live and die by their baseball team. But, you know, you have to have a little rational sense because that's the, the that's the sport where day-to-day reactions make the, the least sense, to be honest. Let's go to Dakota and Boise. Dakota, you're up next here on the Robin Lundberg Show. What's going on? Hey, man. Thanks for taking my call. Uh, I just wanted to uh, – I kind of wanted to touch on the, the Patriots-Bucks game. Um, I'm hearing everybody everywhere talking about how the Patriots are just going to get blown out of the water in Foxborough and uh, Brady's just going to humiliate Belichick. And I'm kind of on the other end with that, man. I think uh, that the Patriots are going to make it a good game. Um, I think they'll still lose the game, but I think Mac Jones will have a, a better game than people think. And uh, just with Belichick, he's your coach, man. I mean, I just – you just can't really doubt – I mean, I don't doubt Belichick. Like, if uh, – I think that he's going to come up with a game plan to, for them to have a good game. Um, I also wanted to get your opinion on the Broncos. I'm a 
huge Denver Broncos fan, and I kind of wanted to get your thoughts on the the Broncos Ravens game coming up. I think we beat them. I think we go to four and zero. But thanks for taking my call, man. Uh, look, the, the the Broncos have been a um a very good team this year defensively. I mean, I, I they're one of these teams that is basically you know. Their, their quarterback situation is not solidified, so it always changes the way you view them a little bit. But when you look at their what they've done thus far, I mean, they've been dominant on the defensive side. The 13 points is the most they've allowed, including, I mean, they shut out the Jets. That's not that impressive. But nevertheless, yeah, the Broncos have been pretty impressive. Um, as far as the Ravens, I think that's a dead-even game. Uh, you know, Baltimore, though, Lamar Jackson's a special player, and he can make things happen. I mean, Lamar Jackson is leading the league currently in um, yards per pass and yards per rush, which is, is wild when you think about it. Because you, you to, to keep that up for a whole season, we'll see. But nevertheless, that's just on, its, on the surface uh, really good. But considering um, the Ravens don't really have a varied attack, uh, yeah, I would probably side with the, the Broncos in, in that game, the way they've played. But, you know, the Broncos are one of those teams, and if you don't have a quarterback, I can never fully buy into you. And and that's the one thing that would leave me hesitant uh, about Denver. Matt in Wisconsin. Matt, you're up next on the show. What's going on? Hey, thanks for taking my call. Yeah, a couple things. Um, talking about, you know, the NBA and their vaccination rates. I think mm-hmm. one thing kind of missing in the conversation, and going back to the WNBA not giving them enough love, the WNBA is running over 99% vaccination rates. Yes, and credit credit to credit to the WNBA, but I would say just because there is one example that's slightly better that is better doesn't mean that the NBA isn't a good example. As it's like in in a vacuum, if you were to tell me ninety five, I, I don't know what the the country's uh, rate is now. It's probably amongst eligible people. It's in the seventies, I would guess. Um, you know, I, I, so uh, when you're running that far ahead of everywhere, you know, everywhere else. The idea that the end, you would think the NBA had the worst vaccination rate in the world right now, the way it's been covered is what I'm saying. When it's 95%, it just doesn't make any sense. Yeah, I'm not a big NBA guy. I, I'll listen to it on the radio. If I see a game, I might watch it, but I'm not a big follower. But I'm aware of the WNBA rates and the NBA rates. And when I hear the NBA and I hear Kyrie, I barely, like I said, no problem. I'm like, Kyrie, yeah, okay. It makes sense. He's one of the problems. And there's a couple of players, but like I said, it's like they're controversy seekers. And back to, you could be as good as the, NBA, the WNBA, and part of their job, if you want that, is to be there for their job. You know, and choosing to not be available for your job, you shouldn't be employed. Well, uh, yeah, I mean, it's a little different in the NBA's case, only because this is not um, the, the NBA's policy, it's the, the city's policy, right? But yeah, to that effect, they're not going to get paid for those games, which is going to put uh, a ton of pressure on them. Kyrie, Wiggins, whatever. I, 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 again, I think this is uh, much ado about nothing in many ways because I bet you those guys are playing. I bet you those guys are vaccinated by the, the time the season starts or some other outcome is, is reached because that's a, that's a rubber meets road situation where you have the, the threat of, of missing half the games. That's why it's a story is because these guys are taking it to the wire where something's going to have to yield. But, but again, you, that is why it's, it's a story. I think it start, started to be a story because of Kyrie Irving, and then it became a story because you know players spoke publicly 
on it and you had sound bites to go off of. But it, you, you, if we're presenting information in context, the idea that it's some huge problem because Kyrie Irving is testing the system is not indicative of the actual reality. And, and with, with Kyrie, I think you also have to take Kyrie separate from the vaccine, right? Because this is not the an isolated incident with Kyrie in general with something going on. But he's, gonna, he's not going to get paid for those games. So th- th- that's not sustainable. It's not sustainable for him to miss half the games and half his paycheck and, uh, and a result not uh, be reached. And, and it's a, So, yes, it's a storyline because of that. You're correct. And, and it's a legitimate storyline because of that. You're correct. I mean, uh, any player facing missing half the games because of a stance or, or whatnot is a, is a storyline for sure. But that doesn't mean the NBA has some problem on its hands. You know, that's that's what I'm saying. The the major takeaway. You're listening to the Robin Lundberg Show. It is. And that's where you can tweet at me if you would like. Hubert Davis for three tweets. The problem with Draymond's statement and LeBron backing him up is now some fans on the fence about the vaccine won't get it. We'll continue to put it off. It's very damaging what they did. Uh, I disagree. Um, you know, as far as the, um, in real life, I don't think people are talking about it like that. I don't think people are talking about it like that. And I think LeBron saying he got it despite being skeptical actually has more impact. Uh, another tweet about this particular topic. When sleep, if woke tweets him was just listening to you. Try to leave the MD card at home next time, Doc. Second time I heard you preaching on vaccine. Next time I'll turn the radio off. I hear your voice again. I I don't know where I, you heard me preaching about this. I was not preaching. In fact, I would think you and I would be more aligned with my point of view on it today, which was that the people who align with my uh, point of view are being mostly wildly dramatic about this. I just want you know accurate information. I said if I was going to have presented, I would have a doctor on. And then there was somebody who was throwing numbers at me that I can't verify in real time. And you know I'll gladly send them to me. Somebody else has been in my uh, DMs sending me. Uh, you know he wants me to check the VAERS website, and and I will. I'll check it. And I'll read it, and I'll. I want to be as informed as possible. So I, I don't know. You know. We're preaching, you heard, for me today. I think anytime you hear anybody say anything uh, that is recommending getting vaccination, you must have that effect. But like I said, I think I respect Jonathan Isaac for saying why he didn't get vaccinated or hasn't gotten vaccinated and articulating his point of view. I understand why some NBA players don't want to tell other people what to do or demand that they should do it. And the people that are demanding that they demand it, I think, are the ones who are looking a little strange in this situation. Uh, but it is what it is. All right. To um, the tease from before uh, about uh, a player that people have talked about trading, trading for Kyrie Irving straight up. Um, Kyrie and Ben Simmons. I, I've seen that broached a lot. And Ben Simmons is obviously, you know, that situation in, in Philly, it's done. Uh, there's no point of return there. I just can't imagine. And the latest news is that the Sixers are going to withhold $8.25 million that is is owed to Simmons, 25% of his contract, and place that money in escrow. Basically, 
So if he gets fined for not showing up, they're going to use that as their account for that. Instead of fining him directly, they already have the money. But I'm sure his camp and, and he will take that uh, the wrong way because they're going to say, that's money owed to me. Why are you, you know, I, why are you taking my money now in anticipation of this? And, and that's another sort of ember that is thrown in the fire on this Ben Simmons and, and Philadelphia 76ers beef that's going on. And Joel Embiid added to it just recently where he said uh, that, you know, he, he's surprised to hear Ben Simmons or the reports that Ben Simmons didn't want to play with him anymore because they've done so much to try and placate Simmons, uh, including giving up Jimmy Butler, which he said he thought was a mistake, and I- including, you know, just putting the ball in his hands, signing Al Horford or bringing in Al Horford. And, you know, I always thought it was a mistake for, for Philadelphia to let Jimmy Butler get away. I never understood that. He was the difference between if they still had Jimmy Butler, I'd consider them a championship contender. I do not consider them really a legitimate championship contender. Now they don't have an elite or even, you know, um, all-star level, you know, guy who can create a shot from the perimeter, create for themselves from the perimeter. And that's obviously certainly not Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons is probably right that he and, and Bede's, styles don't exactly mesh they they never have because Embiid takes up space and wants to play slower while Simmons doesn't space and needs to play with pace and those two things don't exactly go together now I don't know where you're going to find a team that's going to build their entire system around Ben Simmons because he's he's a self-check regardless of the system he's playing in the guy it's not even just the fact that he can't shoot he can't shoot. He's also not a threat to score at all. You know, like he doesn't have a pet move. He doesn't have a baby hook, a one-legged fadeaway, any of those, those things that he can consistently go to to get a bucket. He's not even a great finisher around the basket. And then he's a non-shooter completely. Now, can more be gotten from Ben Simmons? Sure. I, I think ideally Ben Simmons is probably a small ball five, to be honest with you. You know, um, you could call play him at the power forward, but he's not a stretch for because he can't shoot. I, I think in the best versions of a lineup, he's a small ball five because he's big enough to compete with bigs like size-wise, but he's versatile enough to switch onto every position. And so maybe, you know, if you find a team that can spread the, the floor around him when he's out there and you have four shooters with Ben Simmons, that's the best way to go. But that's a lot of variables a lot of uh, moving around one player. And and trust me, I used to be on the, uh, you know, when the whole hypothetical, would you rather build around Ben Simmons or Embiid questions were asked, I used to take the Ben Simmons side because I just assumed the guy would make progress. I just assumed the guy would get better, his game would grow. It hasn't happened. And we're now, you know, many years into his career, so there's no reason to assume it's going to happen. And that's, you know, where the the issue is. So, I mean, I, I guess after all this has gone down, Embiid feels a certain way and, and isn't biting his tongue. And, and here's what he said. It was kind of surprising to see, you know, what was said. And even going back to, uh, I mean, the reason we signed out is, you know, we got rid of Jimmy, which I still think it was a mistake. Uh, just to make sure that 
you know, we he, he won he needed the ball in his hands and you know that's the decision they made. It is surprising, uh, but I'm really focused on the guys that are here. Uh, you know, uh, the situation is is weird, disappointing, uh, borderline kind of disrespectful to all the guys that are out here. You know, fighting for their lives. You know, <laughs> fighting for their lives. That's a little uh, extreme, but yes, I, I understand why Joel Embiid feels betrayed and disappointed. Um, by Ben Simmons in, in this entire situation. As far as that like trade for Kyrie that gets thrown out there, that's such a tough one because <laughs> that's not going to happen. One, Kyrie's threatening to retire if he gets traded, so who knows what's going to go on with, with Kyrie himself. But it, it's just like in a vacuum, it's a tough one because I, I would not trade Kyrie Irving, the basketball player, for Ben Simmons, the basketball player. Ky- Kyrie Irving is a much, much better player. Than Ben Simmons. Again, what I was saying before, I think people almost undersell how good Kyrie is. Kyrie is as skilled a player who has ever lived. Um, Kyrie, you know, hit the, the winning shot in Game 7 of the NBA Finals in a series where he went for 40 multiple times. Kyrie, you know, is, is can get his own at any time in any situation against any defense. And when he's at his best, Kyrie is capable of looking like the best player on the floor with anybody. With anybody, excluding nobody. Ben Simmons is not that. Ben Simmons is a player with some skills, um, or talent, I guess I would say, who needs to be put in a better situation, but who has weaknesses and, and fatal flaws in his game that are, are ultimately limiting. Where the, the ceiling is all-star, I think, the way he is right now. And... He may have more value in the open market than Kyrie, however, though, because this situation with Ben Simmons in Philadelphia feels like a Sixers-Ben Simmons problem more than a lifelong, lifetime Ben Simmons problem. Not from a basketball standpoint, you know, because the, the lack of development is a Ben Simmons problem. But, you know, from a uh, friction standpoint, it feels like a, a Sixers-Ben Simmons problem. But we'll see how this... Uh, gets resolved because the the Sixers are gearing up. You know, a move like that is is gearing up for a showdown. We're putting your we're taking your money, we're putting it into escrow because we expect you not to show up, so we're going to start fining you from that account. Let's let's go. You want to you want to play hardball, let's play hardball. Which makes me think it's going to get ugly, which makes me think it could stretch into the season. And we're very likely going to see Ben Simmons still a member of the Philadelphia 76ers when the season starts, but not in uniform. That would be my guess at this moment. 855-212-4227. 855-212-4227. At Robin Lundberg on Twitter. That's R-O-B-I-N-L-U-N-D-B-E-R-G. Now, I started the show with the showdown of the week. And that is Bill Belichick and Tom Brady. And, you know, like, I understand the level of coverage that has received Tampa and New England on Sunday night. I get the level of coverage that has received. I'm in the business. I understand why. Storylines sell, especially when you're doing general sports talk. You know, there's a a Cardinals-Rams game on Sunday, which I would argue is a much better game on paper. But it doesn't have the sex appeal that this one has. People have been talking about this game for months, even more than that. And it's on Sunday night in the primetime 
not just NFL spot, but the primetime spot in all of television. So don't get me wrong. I'd be a hypocrite if I didn't understand why people are talking about it. I've spent a good portion of this show talking about it. But it's also being billed as like, it's for something. Like there are stakes. Like the Brady and Belichick divorce will be settled. And that I don't get. That I don't get because the Brady-Belichick thing has already been decided. The Brady-Belichick thing has already been decided. Tom Brady has won that. It's over. It's just a question of how much of a blowout it becomes. You know, the Patriots can win that game on Sunday at Foxborough. They're seven-point underdogs, seven-and-a-half-point underdogs maybe now. They could win that game and still it wouldn't make a difference to the ultimate outcome of the, the whole question of who was more responsible for their success, Brady or Belichick, because the answer to that is Tom Brady, clearly. And Brady, there's no other way to put it, has made Belichick look bad. Belichick's record without Brady is not good. Belichick's record with Brady is all-time good. And it used to be flipped, right? It used to be that Matt Castle season was used as the reason why Brady was uh, part of the system or uh, uh, made by Belichick. But Brady did the one thing he could do. Like, as much as he accomplished with New England, he was already considered the greatest of all time there. I thought he couldn't go on and do anything else after the 28-3 comeback against the Falcons in the Super Bowl. But he did literally the one thing he could do, which was go somewhere else and win. I would have bet on him not winning, right? Like, if you had told me before last year I could place a bet on Tom Brady winning a Super Bowl or not winning a Super Bowl with the Buccaneers, I would have put money on not immediately. Uh, immediately. And if he failed, to be honest with you, I would have probably chalked that up more to age than I would have it being the fact that he wasn't in the Patriot system anymore or didn't have Belichick anymore. But the guy won. And and I know he wasn't the sole reason they won. I know the defense, how well they played in the Super Bowl. I, I know he threw three picks in the NFC Championship game. I know all these things. Nevertheless, his first year with a new team, he won a Super Bowl, his seventh. Meanwhile, the Patriots didn't make the playoffs. The Patriots, they don't look like a team that's on the rise to me right now. The Buccaneers are a contender again right now. I mean, what else do we need to see? There is no more returns. There's no. There's nothing at stake. There's drama. There's drama in Brady returning. But there's nothing at stake. There's no takeaway, and it's being sold as if this is a showdown to settle something. It's already been settled. Tom Brady is the victor here. 855-212-4227, 855-212-4227, if you want to get into the Brady-Belichick showdown. Like Belichick's still an all-time great coach. You can't ever take that away from him. But I can't tell you I don't feel a little differently. Now I, I do. I feel a little differently because Belichick was the one coach who I used to like put on a pedestal above other coaches for their actual impact. And in a way, we didn't give Brady enough credit because of that. Because Tom Brady kind of was the system. And Tom Brady took his system or took his TB12, whatever it is, to Tampa Bay. And things have gone pretty swell for him since that took place. All right, coming up, I'm going to admit to something that brings me great shame. Great shame 
tremendous embarrassment, really. Um, it's not something I'm proud of. It's not something I, I, I would prefer not to share it, to be honest with you. But I will. I will share something that I'm deeply, deeply ashamed of. Deeply, deeply embarrassed by. Coming up next. It's the Robin Lundberg Show here on CBS Sports Radio. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. Back clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You said my world on even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.